So if you were with us the last several weeks, uh, I think we, we, we were talking about this idea of perseverance. And uh, what we saw about perseverance, let me just do some brief review and then get into the material for today. Luke chapter 8 and verse number 15, it says, But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. It is by persevering that we produce a crop. Perseverance is necessary because that's how we produce. We don't produce by miracles. We don't produce by the, the great promises of God as wonderful and glorious as they are. We produce through perseverance. Everybody say perseverance. Perseverance produces. And we talked about how uh, opposition is a necessary ingredient for perseverance. Because if you don't have something you're pushing against, perseverance is not, is not possible. It is that, that resistance, it is that opposition that causes us to develop our perseverance muscles. So we need perseverance for the promises of God. Amen. We're going to need some perseverance to see this vision come to pass. We're going to need some perseverance to embrace everything that God has for us. Uh, today, I want to talk uh, about maybe perseverance from a different angle. Many times when we use a word like perseverance we're, we, we, uh, and, and opposition in particular to perseverance, we think about the, the challenge that we are facing uh, or, or the Goliath that stands before us or, if my namesake, uh, the mountain that stands before Zerubbabel. Amen? Amen alalachim. That mount, it, we, we see the mountain and then we become, it becomes a, a level ground. And, and almost every time when we start talking about fighting through something, pressing through something, believing God for a breakthrough, believing God for a miracle, we, we subconsciously assume that we are dealing with an external problem, an external opposition. But I've come to find that sometimes the greater opposition is not the external, but the internal opposition. In, there's such a thing as an internal opposition that will completely cripple you, leave your, your, your world shattered. It is actually a greater threat than external opposition. All right. And I want to talk today about persevering against not just external uh, opposition, but I want to talk today about uh, persevering and pushing into the internal opposition. Okay. Go with me, please, to Acts chapter 27. And we're going to start reading in verse number 21. Uh, just some background. This is the story of the Apostle Paul. Um, uh, he was on his way to Rome on a ship with several other uh, prisoners. Uh, and they were on their way to Rome. He was on his way to stand trial before Caesar. And on his way, they came to an island of Crete, which had a, 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 a port called Fair Havens, and they, were, they had docked there. And while they had stopped there, uh, the winds were, the weather was difficult, and they thought that it would be too difficult to winter there at Fair Haven. So they decided to push on and try to find another port that was more suitable. But Paul, the man of God, had a conviction and warned them against this decision. He said, I can see that if we take this, this route, if we, if we push out to sea, it will bring great harm and damage to us and to our ship and to our cargo. I advise against this trip. 
And the Bible says the majority decided against the advice of Paul and they went anyway. Alright? When they went anyway, sure enough, just like the man of God said, a great storm came and just completely consumed the ship. They were lost at sea. They had no longer any direction. They had no hope. Everything, well, the, the, the Bible says even that for 14 days they didn't see sun or, or, or moon. You know, like uh, they had not eaten in days. They were facing death face to face every single day. And the terror and fear that comes with that, you can imagine. I'll let you. So, so Paul uh, gets up, verse number 21, and it says, uh, it says like this. After the men had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself, yourselves this damage and loss. Verse 22, but now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of the Lord, uh, the angel of the God whose I am and, who, uh, and whom I serve stood beside me and said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. Verse 25. So keep your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Praise the Lord. Um, now, just to review, in case you did not hear what I just said, these people, they disobeyed Paul. They went against, against his advice. And because they disobeyed, they ended up in the consequences, deep in the consequences of their disobedience. Okay, they found themselves in a mess. They found themselves in a storm. They were fearing for their lives. Had they obeyed, they would not have. Yeah, but they disobeyed and this is the consequence. All right, so that's the, that's the truth, what, what happens. That's exactly what happens. Now, I want you to consider uh, um, uh, what Paul says as a result. Their decision had external consequences. Their decision had internal consequences as well. What I mean by internal consequences is that, I don't know if you're like me, anytime you end up in some trouble or something went wrong, your first instinct is to say, what did I do? You don't say this outside, maybe outside you're smiling, but inside you're saying, where did I go wrong? What did I disobey? Where did I drop? You know, and you know, in this part of the world, there's all kinds of other things that we add to the mix, juju and witchcraft. Who's playing with me now? Where's my enemy? I bind in the name of Jesus. All right. But the first instinct is not who, but it's me. Did I do something wrong? Okay. So there's internal consequences whenever you know that you disobeyed. And now you're, you're in a situation that you're suffering the consequences of that disobedience. You're, you're, you're fighting with an internal opposition. That internal opposition says, if only I had listened to Paul. If only I, have tur I had turned left instead of turning right. If only if I didn't lie on the job and told the truth instead. <laughs> if only I didn't, you fill in the blank. Are you following what I'm saying? That always comes with its own measure of inner guilt, the condemnation. You're fighting yourself because now you're lost in the middle of this mess. You don't know if you're going to make it and you're regretting that decision that you make. That regret is such a powerful force in your life. It's sometimes worse than the storm itself. 
All right? It fights you from the inside just like the storm fights you from the outside. And that, that voice is sometimes the voice that we really need to develop a perseverance against. Okay? Because if we don't get victory in that voice, all right, no matter even if the storm is dead, we're still suffering on the inside from the consequences and from the decisions that we made. Are you following what I'm saying? So this is, becomes a very important thing. Now, I love what uh, Apostle Paul does. In verse 21, he tells them, um, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. In other words, gentlemen, this is your fault. He's not hiding the fact that they made a mistake. Okay, You disobeyed, you did not listen. And because you did not listen, this is the consequences. Verse 22, it says, But now I urge you, to keep up your courage. Hallelujah. You know in the Amarinya version, you know what that says? Keep up your courage. It says, I thought, keep up your courage and Aizwachu, it doesn't really compare. Aizwachu is this specially designed and formulated word that lacks a proper English parallel. Aizwachu, Aizo, Aizosh. It is a word that is sent to your inner opposition. It is not a word for your external problems. Aizo means that you add an internal fortitude to your internal struggle to rise up against your opposition from within. Praise the Lord. Aizwachu. And so he said, be of good courage or Aizo. Aizosh. It's a very common word, but it's so powerful because what Paul is addressing here, he's not addressing the storm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He's addressing the, 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 the stuff that has collapsed on the inside because that's the stuff that needs to be addressed. He says, be of good courage for the God who, who I worship and whom I serve visited me last night. He sent his angel and he said, you must stand uh, uh, trial before Caesar and God has graciously granted the lives of all those who are traveling with you. Meaning that there is something in the future that is far, far better than the mistakes of your past and for the sake of that purpose be of good courage. Aizu, Aizosh. Praise the name of the Lord. Because where you are going is so far greater than your mistake. Some people, you have, you have to understand how powerful this force is. Some people have been in the house for so long. I know many people, I work in this business of people. And it's so funny how people make a mistake here. And that one mistake here, it cripples and de uh, 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 misdirects the rest of their lives. They can't look up. And I found many people, I try to tell them, well, God still loves you. Thank you, I know. But they can't shake that internal internal uh, uh, mistake and I felt that there was a word for somebody who made a mistake and struggling in the middle of the consequences of your mistake kicking yourself beating yourself up inside saying if only I had and the word of the Lord is to you hallelujah I told you so you should have listened to me I told you not to go there you went there and this is the consequence it, it, it serves you right don't listen, hard-hearted. In Amarinya, we call it Dengai Ras. Huh? Dengai Ras means you are, doesn't have a proper translation either. Huh? You have a, 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 a stone for a head. 
hmm, stone head. And and that's the narrative we're already playing to ourselves. So if God were to tell us that, we would be quick to say hallelujah. But I would suggest to you that that voice is not God's voice. That's the devil's voice because the devil is the accuser. Satan means accuser. And he waits for these kind of opportunities when you're suffering in the consequences of your own mess and your own decisions. And he comes and tells you, told you so. He comes and tells you, I, you should have listened to first time. There is no hope for you. And there is no deliverance for a person who is in condemnation. And God knows that there is no deliverance. There is no strategy. If you turn the ship back and go back and then turn it, do it. You can't go back and do it again. There's a saying that they say called, you cannot unscrambled, scrambled eggs. Yeah? You can't undo the eggs and put it back in the, the egg, egg shell. Once it's broken, it's broken. It's finished. I'll let you. That's it. It's finished. So, so even if you wanted to, on your best behavior, that egg is scrambled finished this ship is scrambled this problem is scrambled and it's your fault so god understands the scrambled eggs god understands the consequences god understands the storm god understands the inner opposition that you're fighting with but god's message to you is isosh god's message to you is be of good courage God's message to you is not for the external opposition. God's message to you is for the internal opposition. Yes, you messed up. Yes, it's your fault. Yes, it's the consequences that you're in is because of everything that you did. But God is telling to somebody this morning, Aizush, I got this. There's something ahead of you. There's something greater that is in your future. So don't give up now. Get some inner fortitude within yourself. Start to build yourself up and understand that God is with you. One of the people I very much respect in this church, in our, he comes to our Maharik service with his family, is Dr. Brooke. Dr. Brooke is the head of orthopedics at Tukurambesa. And he is a, a uh, uh, one of the best doctors. He was actually voted best doctor in Africa several years ago. He won uh, a, a special recognition for doing a surgery that had never been done anywhere else. Uh, 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 separating conjoined twins. Amen. He was awarded by parliament and after that they put him in parliament. He's, he's just the, the, an amazing doctor. Uh, he's not only skilled. I, 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 I've also... Uh, worked with him very closely in his office. I've seen how he handles everybody. I've also received uh, the ministry of his hands. I had to have a, a knee uh, surgery several years ago. I also had this funny thing on my back that he had to remove. One of the things that I found with Dr. Brooker, he did it with me, but I noticed he did it with just about every other patient as well. And because of the way he handles and cares for his patients, He's the most sought after doctor. People ask if they have an accident, they ask for him by name. And they say, I will not allow any other doctor to touch me. All right. And if you go to his, his, his office, the waiting, the, the patients outside just waiting to get him is, I mean, if you don't know him like I know him, you're in trouble. Amen. <laughs> Dr. Brooke. So, so one of the things that, that, that I think makes him uh, so unique is not just his skill, but he's always telling his patients, Aizo, Aizosh, 
meaning that he's sending a message not to the broken bones but he's sending a message to the inner, inner man and saying you rise up because dr brook he even he shared with us this morning in amharic service that it is a scientifically proven fact that the healing of your soul is tied to the healing of your body and if your soul can rise up your body will follow it is a, a key medicine in the healing of broken broken parts of your, of your body your you, your soul and and so he's always saying aizo like he could be seeing someone accident victims with the body parts going everywhere just blood everywhere it comes in with a big smile aizo the healing starts from aizo eh i'm 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 now walking tall today hmm? i i had a, a bad knee i had a major pro- a procedure on my knee and and people were amazed they said you you took that kind of a operation in ethiopia i said yes i did and i'm standing here not just because of a, a well properly done surgery but because of a big aizo you know because you see the operating room and then you feel kind of yaklesh alishaltnish you know what i mean and you see put you under the light you know and then you see the the instruments that they're going to be using on this body that god has made in his image <laughs> and you start processing this little scientific chemical formula in your mind is that going to go on me you start doing the math and then all of a sudden there comes dr brook aizo <laughs> healing has already begun are you following what i'm saying aizo is a powerful word aizosh aizos for a man aizosh is for a woman aizon is for all of us aizwachu is for all of you bitcha i z apply it in your situation be of good courage is, is just kind of it's it's to king james you know what i'm saying be of good courage no aizo everybody help me i and if it's a her say aizo god knew the mess he knew they made a bad decision now he knows that they're suffering because of that decision and the word of the lord came saying aizo aizo hallelujah and it's just like god and you know what this reminded me of <clears throat> It reminded me of of Peter. Uh go with me please to Mark chapter 16. This is the story of the women, uh Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salmone. They came to the tomb to 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 with their spices to anoint the body of Jesus. When they came to the tomb, they saw that the stone had been rolled away. When they saw that the stone had the wor- been rolled away, verse number 4 act Mark's gospel chapter 16 and verse 4 it says but when they looked up they saw that the stone which was very large had been rolled away as they entered the tomb they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side and they were alarmed don't be alarmed he said we are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified he has risen he is not here see the place where they laid him but go tell his disciples and Peter He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Praise the Lord. Uh if you notice it says uh it says verse 7 but go tell his disciples and Peter he is going ahead of you into Galilee. Everybody say and Peter. Why did the message separate come to 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 peter as an individual message 
Peter was one of the disciples. There's no need for this. Otherwise you would say, go tell his disciples and Peter and John and Matthew. And you don't need to say the names. They're all disciples. They know who they are. This is unnecessary verbiage. Did the writer make a mistake when he was translating the scriptures? You know, the years of passing on the scriptures. Somebody maybe wrote wrote in his sleep or his pen slipped. This is the most illogical. Tell the disciples and Peter. But I think this is a message more than a message for Peter. But this is a message to an inner battle that was going on in the heart of somebody that that God knew about. And that God knew how deadly and dangerous it could be if it was not addressed. You see, the last time we saw Peter was two chapters before when he had betrayed the Lord. The other disciples didn't betray the Lord. They didn't make the mistake. Peter made the mistake. And not only did Peter make the mistake, Peter felt amazingly guilty because of his mistake. In fact, the Bible says he wept bitterly when he realized that, that, that he betrayed, that he ever knew the, the Lord Jesus. So there was nobody of all the disciples that was suffering at that time like Peter was suffering. Because he betrayed the Lord. Not only had he betrayed the Lord, he betrayed him multiple times. Do you know Jesus? Who? Jesus? This is the same Jesus that he left everything behind to follow. I don't know him. This is the same Jesus that he saw do all the miracles. Come on somebody. You know, outside of Jesus, there's only one person in the history of the world that's ever walked on water. I think there's probably a lot of people who tried, but successfully walked on water. Come on somewhere. This guy does not know Jesus. All right. The pressure of the situation became too much. And he compromised the very values, the very things he had given his very life to. And so it's one thing to mess up and feel guilty. But it's another thing to have known him. To have walked with him. To have a testimony. Like Peter would be called to get up and testify. Tell us the story Peter. Well I was sitting by the sea of Galilee. And there he came. And he saw me and I saw him. And he said your name shall no longer be Simon. You're not, I saw him. I walked with him. Maybe just, just on the side note. I did walk on water. Come on somebody. Hmm? On the side note. I did see the miracles. On the side note. I was his right hand man. I defended him. I fought for him. So it's one thing to mess up. It's another thing to mess up having had a testimony. Having been the, the, the inner circle. Having been the one that people look at Jesus and then Jesus right hand man. Are you following what I'm saying? It only complicates the inner turmoil inner only more. And what I realized is that you see resurrection is not just the story about Jesus rising from the dead. Resurrection is also the story about Peter. And every Peter that has ever lived in the earth, including somebody in here today, this morning, whom this word is customized and designed for. The resurrection is not just a story for a sinner who needs to find salvation and be saved. It's also a message for a saved person who has made a mistake. A saved person who has sinned. This message is for everybody. And the message, hallelujah, was tell the disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you into the Galilee and he will meet you there. Hallelujah. You kill the inner turmoil. You kill the inner fight. Not by going back to the things that are behind. Those are scrambled eggs. You kill the inner fight by focusing on the things that God has ahead of you. Hallelujah. He is going ahead of you. He has something ahead of you. And because of that thing that he has ahead of you, Aizu, 
Aizosh. God's word for somebody today is Aizosh. Hallelujah. You're going to make it. This thing won't drown and bury you. Hallelujah. This storm won't take you out. This storm is a true consequence of your disobedience. But God is bigger than your disobedience. He knows what you did. He knows how long you did it. He knows who you did it with and where you were when you did it. And he knows the mess that you are in now because of what you did. And God does not say told you so. God did not say, you should have listened to me, you nincompoop dingairas. He says, Aizo, I'm still here. Aizo, Aizosh, we're going to make this. I have something ahead of you that is so much greater than anything mess that you have made behind you. You are going to make it because I am in your future. Hallelujah. And I just felt that this word was for somebody who maybe found themselves in a Peter situation. There's nothing that cripples you. In fact, you learn more about the love and mercy of God through the mistakes that you made than how perfectly you towed the line. He is a gracious God. He is a merciful God. Both for those who have never even heard and for those who are, have heard and have even been right-hand man of Jesus but have a little slip up here and there. I never knew him. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. God's message to you today in very simple Amarinya. Is Aizosh. Aizosh. I'm done preaching. Somebody's going to make it today. Somebody's going to make it today. Somebody's going to come out of this mess. Somebody's going to leave and shake these rags of shame and guilt behind. Somebody's going to rise above and realize the potential that God has is not based on their past mistakes, but based on his future plans that he has for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Plans are such a deliverance. Jesus endured because of the joy set before him. Paul said, one thing I do is forgetting those things which are behind and pressing on to those things which are ahead. Athletes, they do so amazingly well because there is a prize ahead of them. And I want to tell you today, you Peter, who's drowning in the sea of your own mess, eh, that there is a prize ahead of you. Aizosh. Aizo, we're going to make it. Hallelujah. God is for you. God is with you. God has plans. And those plans are big. Amen.